Hey, Hit Factory listeners, this is Aaron. If you're enjoying and want even more Hit Factory, including the entirety of this episode, consider becoming a patron of the show at patreon.com slash hitfactorypod. For just $5 per month, you'll get access to our premium bi-weekly episodes, bonus episodes, interviews, polls, and a lot more. Thanks for listening and supporting. You know, I, I think this was the very first time I, I'd seen it uh, because for a long time I felt that it was the thing that maybe some of the, the you know, kind of reclaiming body who love it as kind of like a, a an artifact of camp say it is. You know, I, I thought that it was like this kind of cheesy, kind of goofy thing that has some endearing qualities that's very 90s, that's, you know, Keanu doing bad acting. And that was really it. Um and it's so not that right. Like it, it is right. just ripe with opportunity to like uh, to analyze, and is is full of subtext. And there's like really brilliant actual like filmmaking technique and craft on display here. Um, and it goes to the you know, a, a broader conversation we've had on this show before, which is this sort of uh, kind of you know back and forth relationship we have with that sort of. Uh, reclamation effort on behalf of a lot of 90s movies you know we we talked about uh showgirls not long ago which i I happen to think is like actually a masterpiece i think it's doing a lot of really brilliant subversive work i I couldn't agree more i think it's one of the most honest movies about its entire subject matter Mm -hmm. about like sex uh void like and not only that it's like the only movie that somehow manages to like do what it's doing while also taking the viewer to task uh which is so rare yeah Absolutely. And, you know, as much as I am thankful for, I think, that like kind of camp reclamation effort, specifically by the queer community and specifically by like, you know, a a lot of uh, Mm -hmm. queer icons in San Francisco where we're at here, like Peaches Christ, you know, doing these kind of, uh, you know, like live audience participated renditions of it. I think that there is something kind of lost in the translation and the interpretation of that thing, Um, you know, I think a, a good proxy for that with Point Break is the Point Break live experience, which which you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, off mic, I think, earlier, Eli, as this thing that sort of takes it not seriously, that we're intended to laugh at, and that kind of draws laughter out of beats from the movie that may not necessarily warrant them. You know, it tries to turn it into this kind of like ironic gesture of appreciation. I think this movie is above that. I think this movie is is better than that would lead totally. you to believe. Yes, I think that like I, it, the reason for me that a lot of that stuff happened, it, it, if you look very specifically, the, that that entire period of like of like I, ironic reclamation was about, I want to say like 2007, eight ish um, to about 2014, give mm-hmm. or take. It was around yeah. that period um, because I think at that point, um, well, I think accessibility has a lot to do with it now. I mean, for all its for all its faults in terms of like streaming and the fact that you know um, everything anyone can write about anything and publish it, I do think that's also what brought these things back to us in a good way, especially the two movies, Showgirls and Point Break, because let's just say I, I my favorite example of this is what came after point break live which was that unbelievably embarrassing remake that movie yeah. I, I, which have have either of you seen it i'm just no curious. i will never see it i've seen enough okay, of it to thing. know that it's awful <laughs> yeah i can tell you as someone who did see it first off they made it a christmas release literally it opened on christmas day like what kind of marketing is that for a movie you know they but aside from that um it 
it is exactly the version that if you're a person who doesn't like point break for all, or say it's like all these things are so ironic. And so it's funny, it's fun, bad, you know, that, that kind of shitty take on it. Well, you know what, there's actually a version of it that's made very, that's made like competently. I don't want to say when I say well-made, I don't mean as a good movie. I just mean that the people making it know how to light a shot. They know how to shoot an action sequence. They do all those things. And it's the most lifeless, boring, unfun thing possible. I mean, literally at one point, a character says, he goes, you got to get to the point, the point where you break. I'm not, I'm not making a joke. That is literally a dialogue in, in the movie. It's insane. And then like, you know, the way it deals with nobody's charismatic in it, the way that that final scene where he surfs the big wave, it literally, instead of starting on the beach and going out to catch his wave, he's on a boat in the middle of the ocean the the guy who plays Johnny Utah gets airlifted to him, dropped onto the boat. They have this conversation. No. He goes out, surfs, and dies. That no. is embarrassing. Yeah, it's just cra- It's like there's not nothing about it justifies itself, and it's a great way of showing like this is why people. It's it's just a great counter argument. It's a big budget counter argument to exactly what we're talking about. That's that's where you know my thing on it is like, and all, unfortunately, those kinds of remakes are just going to keep happening right now. I think this reclamation through irony speaks to something that we talk about on the show a lot, um, particularly as it relates to, you know, any sort of relitigation around uh, 90s movies, which is that with Point Break in particular, I think that that exposes a, a lack of audience literacy with more sort of complex relational dynamics with um, really nuanced depictions of men in movies um, with uh, any sort of uh, structural and like material critiques. I think in Mm -hmm. general that um, that like, Oh, this makes me uncomfortable. So I'm going to like laugh at it and like talk about why I like it because it's funny is an impulse that I think comes from um, a lot of American audiences post 9-11 into today um, really being incapable of, uh, or I should say not media literate um, in movies that are giving you more and doing more. Um, And so then oftentimes those movies get written off as, you know, funny or like not good or um, just you know, plain bad. And I, I think that this film for anyone who's paying attention and wants to is doing the most, um, and is also doing it with command and elegance. 